Hello, everybody. This is Tyler with the Box Out Podcast, and we've got some games to go over from this weekend. So tonight we're going to be recapping the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday games. And when you add them all up, that's 24 games, so we got some work to do. So it's good to have hoops back, but I'm going to go ahead and let the music take me in. guess I'll start off the weekend with a battle from the Eastern Conference between the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors, which turned out to be a close game. It was very back and forth as each team led at some point during each quarter of the game. The biggest lead for the Raptors was seven, and the biggest lead for the Celtics was six, which turned out to be how much the Celtics won by, so that just shows how close it was. So the Celtics pulled it out 112 to 106. Leading the way for the Celtics was Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, both of whom scored 25 points and brought in nine rebounds. Kemba had a good game, scoring 22 points, but it also did take 22 shots for him to get there, going two for eight from three. Gordon Hayward had a solid game, getting 15 points and eight boards. On the other side, for the Raptors, Pascal Siakam led the way with 33 points on 11 of 22 shooting with eight boards, and he also went five for seven from three. Kyle Lowry also had a pretty strong game, chipping in 29 points, four rebounds, seven assists on 11 of 18 shooting. Serge Ibaka came off the bench and had 13 points and eight boards, as well as three blocks. Marc Gasol had a rough day from the field, going 0 for 8, getting just one point and five rebounds, but also chipped in five assists in 25 minutes. Moving on to the Timberwolves-Hornets game from Friday night. This game was a tale of two halves, as the Hornets led for most of the first quarter, Then it got tight in the second quarter, but then the Timberwolves took off in the third and fourth quarter. The Timberwolves' lead got as big as 27 points in the second half. A large reason for that? Carl Anthony Towns. He had 37 points on 18 shots, just going 13 of 18, 4 of 7 from 3, while also bringing in 15 boards and getting 4 steals and 2 blocks too, so making his presence felt on that side of the court. Wiggins had 16, Josh Okoge had 14, uh, newcomer Jake Lehman had 12 on 4 of 13 shooting. Mix came from beyond the arc. Shabazz Napier came off the bench and provided a solid 5.6 rebound, 9 assist performance in 20 minutes. And the Timberwolves actually got to empty their bench, so we got to see a little bit of Gorgie Jang out there. Leading the way for the Hornets on the other side of things was Devontae Graham, who has continued to be impressive. But in this game, he had 24 points on 8 of 15 shooting with 4 assists. Doing all this coming off the bench. The guy who was getting the paychecks to do all this performance, Terry Rozier, had 11 points and 10 assists. Miles Bridges had 17 points on his own as well. Rookie P.J. Washington had 10 points and 10 rebounds for a double-double. The Hornets were without Cody Zeller, which you could say directly correlated to why Carl Anthony Towns' stats were so absurd. Moving on to the next game... The Nets took on their crosstown rival, the Knicks, in a game that actually looked like it could have gotten out of hand in the third quarter with the Nets extending their lead to 19. The Knicks made it a contest towards the end of the fourth. The Nets ended up actually pulling out the victory, though, 113-109. to Leading the way for the Nets was Kyrie, who had 26 points and 5 assists. Coming off the bench and scoring 20 was Spencer Dinwiddie. 
Four out of the five starters for the Nets scored double digits, with Torian Prince scoring 11, Joe Harris scoring 13, and Levert getting 12. The Knicks also had four out of their five starters get double digits. Alfred Payton scored 10, RJ Barrett had 16, Marcus Morris had 11, and Julius Randle had 14 while also bringing in 11 boards. The Knicks had some great support off the bench, though, with Alonzo Trier scoring 22 on 6 of 7 shooting, going 7 of 11 from the line. And his benchmate, Kevin Knox, scored 16, but it wasn't enough for the Knicks, and they still fell short on their comeback attempt. This one has to hurt for the Grizzlies fans. When the Bulls traveled to Memphis, the Grizzlies jumped on them and led almost the entire game. The bad news is they weren't leading... At the end of the game, the Bulls made a run and stole the game from him. Leading the Bulls in scoring was Zach Levine, who put in 37 points, but pretty efficiently going 13 of 23 from the field. The reason for the Bulls' comeback, though, was Colby White, who had 25 points on 10 of 16 shooting, 4 of 8 from 3. And he did all this coming off the bench. Nobody else on the Bulls had double digits, but Laurie Markkinen did have 9 points and 11 boards on 4 of 15 shooting and one at 10 from three. And Sadoransky had four steals, and Chris Dunn had three steals as well. Jaron Jackson Jr. led the way for the Grizzlies with 23 points, getting 11 boards. Alan Chunis managed to get a double-double in just 18 minutes, getting 10 points and 13 rebounds. Rookie point guard John Morant had 10 points, three rebounds, five assists, but also had four turnovers. Dylan Brooks had a rough day from the field, going 2 of 12, only getting six points. New Orleans Pelicans hosted the Dallas Mavericks for their home opener. Doncic had a triple-double, scoring 25, getting 10 rebounds, and also dropping 10 dimes. Porzingis had 24 points and 5 blocks. DeLon Wright came in off the bench and had 20 points and 7 boards. Doncic said he was the reason for them getting the win on Friday. Maxi Kleber also had 8 points and 10 boards off the bench. For the Pelicans, Brandon Ingram led the way with 25 points and 8 boards. Derek Favors and Josh Hart both chipped in 16 points, and Lonzo Ball had 15 points and 5 assists. Drew Holiday had a quiet day with 8 points and 8 assists on just 2 of 11 shooting. The Wizards traveled to OKC on Friday to play the Thunder. OKC started out strong, taking a lead in the first quarter, getting it all the way up to 8 points, but they ended up giving it up at the end of the first quarter, and the Wizards never gave it back, leading all the way until the end of the game, which they won 97-85. Leading the way for the Wizards was Thomas Bryant, who had 21 points and 11 boards on 9 of 16 shooting. He also had three blocks. Hachimura had 19. Bradley Beal had 17, but still struggling to find his stroke a little bit, went 7 for 22 from the field and 3 of 11 from 3. For OKC, Shea Gilgis-Alexander led the way with 28 points on 10 of 17 shooting, but also had three blocks and two steals. Gallinari also had 18 points and 5 boards. Steven Adams had 7 points, but also grabbed 14 rebounds. CP3 had a pretty quiet night, playing 30 minutes, but only scoring 6 points, 2 rebounds, and 4 assists, and made just 3 field goals out of 9 attempts. The Nuggets and Suns game actually went into overtime. The Nuggets were able to come out victorious, though, scoring 108 to the Suns 107. Jamal Murray was hot and had 27 points and 7 boards. Jokic was the catalyst, though, scoring 23 points, bringing in 14 rebounds, and also doling out 12 assists. Malik Beasley scored 17 points off the bench, and Jeremy Grant also had 13 off the bench. For the Suns in the DeAndre Ayton suspended era, former Celtic Aaron Baines actually stepped into that role and had a pretty strong performance, scoring 15 points and grabbing 7 boards. 
Kelly Oubre had 23 points on 7 of 12 shooting, going 3 of 5 from deep, and also adding 8 rebounds. Devin Booker really struggled to get it going, though, scoring 18 points on 6 of 21 shooting, 1 of 8 from 3. Frank the Tank Kaminsky had 19 points and 11 boards, getting a nice double-double off the bench. In a matchup of two West Coast teams, the Blazers traveled to Sacramento's Golden One Center for a matchup between the two Western Conference teams. Although it was back and forth in the first half a little bit, the Blazers took charge in the second half, getting a lead up to 18 points on their way to a comfortable 122-112 win against the Kings. Dame was on on Friday night, scoring 35 points on 12 of 20 shooting while also dishing out five assists. Hassan Whiteside had a great game, having 22 points and nine boards. CJ was cooking a little bit too, scoring 19 points on eight of 18 shooting. Youngblood Anthony Simons had 15 points. The Blazers are really excited about him. Newcomer Kent Bazemore had 9 points and 8 rebounds. For the Kings, De'Aaron Fox led the way with 28 points, 6 boards, and 5 assists. Buddy Heald had 21. Harrison Bards had 13. Donovich had 16 off the bench, and Brashawn Holmes had 10. Ariza had a tough night, playing 21 minutes but failing to register a point. The Lakers were able to get their first win of the season against the Jazz getting a strong performance out of LeBron, who scored 32 points, 7 boards, and also dished 10 assists on 12 of 22 shooting. Anthony Davis had a strong game too, scoring 21 points, and also having 5 blocks. Troy Daniels was money off the bench, getting 15 points on 4 of 8 shooting from 3. Starters Danny Green and Avery Bradley both had 9 points apiece. KCP struggled again getting just 1 point off of 6 field goal attempts. The Dwight watch, he had two points and seven boards in 19 minutes. And we did get to see Alex Caruso out there who had two points in just over 20 minutes. Donovan Mitchell was the leader for the Jazz, scoring 24 points. Mike Conley had another rough game, scoring 13 points on three of 11 shooting. Ego Bear had eight points and nine rebounds. Coming off the bench, Emmanuel Moutier had 12 points and Gorgeous Jiang had 10. Joe Ingles only had two points on two shots in 28 minutes. All right, now on to the Saturday games. The Miami Heat traveled to Milwaukee to give the Bucks their first loss of the year and bump theirs up to 2-0. The Heat won the overtime battle 131-126. to The Bucks led by as much as 21 in the second quarter, but let the Heat win the third and fourth quarter. Only scoring five points in overtime definitely won't help you on that either. Goran Dragic took charge, scoring 25 points, getting six boards, and also dishing out eight assists. Undrafted free agent Kendrick Nunn had 18 points, four boards, and five assists as well. Tyler Harrow, Derek Jones Jr., and Kelly Olynyk all had 14 points. Bam Adebayo had 19 points and 13 boards, as well as eight assists. While Justice Winslow wasn't great from the field, going four of 16 and just getting 10 points, he did have 13 boards and seven assists as well. For the Bucks, Giannis was dominating scoring 29 points, getting 17 boards, and dropping 9 assists, as well as getting 3 steals and 2 blocks. Giannis went 12 of 21 from the field and 0 of 5 from beyond the arc, so anything inside 3 he was gonna make. Chris Middleton had 25, and the rest of the Bucks starters reached double digits, with Lopez getting 12, Wes Matthews getting 14, and Bledsoe getting 10. Corver came in off the bench and had 14 in 17 minutes. He was pulling the trigger, going 4 of 9 from 3. The 76ers beat the Pistons 117-111. to 
and they did it without Embiid. But that's also part of the reason they decided to get Al Horford, who just slid into the center position. In doing so, Horford had 23 points, 9 boards, and 5 assists. Tobias Harris topped all 6 or scorers, though, with 29 on 10 of 15 shooting, going 4 of 6 from deep. Ben Simmons had 13 points and 10 assists. Many Sixers got some support from their bench, with Mike Scott scoring 17 points in 22 minutes. Shake Milton for the 76ers had 10 points in 12 minutes as well. The Pistons got some strong support from the bench, with Derrick Rose scoring 31 points in 26 minutes and 21 shots, going 14 of 21 from the field. While he did have six turnovers, I still think that was a strong game. Luke Kennard had 16 off the bench as well, and Christian Wood had 11 too. Andre Drummond had 13 points and 12 boards, and Markeith Morris had 17 points. In a battle of young Eastern Conference teams trying to make a name for themselves, the younger Hawks prevailed, winning 103-99 to against the Orlando Magic on Saturday night. Trey Young balled out. He had 39 points on 16 of 25 shooting, which is 64% from the field, 5 of 10 from deep. Not to mention he had 7 rebounds and 9 assists. No other starter for the Hawks reached double digits. But John Collins did have 9 points and 12 rebounds and 4 blocks. Herter and Parker had 10 each off the bench. And DeAndre Bembry had 9 points and 7 boards in 25 minutes off the bench as well. Vince Carter update, 2 points, 2 rebounds in 11 minutes. Leading the way for the Magic was Evan Fournier, who had 23 points on 8 of 18 shooting. Vucevic had 16 points and 10 boards to pull in a nice double-double. DJ Augustine had a steady 14 points. Markel Fultz came in off the bench and had 12 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists, and also shot 6 three-pointers, making two of them. On Saturday night, the New York Knicks hosted the Boston Celtics and New York native Kemba Walker. And this game was interesting about until the fourth quarter when the Celtics decided to run away with it cruising to a 118-95 victory over the New York Knicks. Kemba was feeling right at home and scored 32 points in 30 minutes on 11 of 17 shooting. This has been the best game he's played thus far in a Celtics uniform. Jalen Brown had 19. Jason Tatum had 15 and 9. Rookie second-round pick Carson Edwards had 10 points, but did take 11 shots. Robert Williams got the start for the Celtics at the center position. Ennis Cantor didn't play because of a bruised left knee. Rookie R.J. Barrett led the way for the Knicks with 26, which gives Knicks fans something to be excited about. Mitchell Robinson had 17 points and 6 rebounds in 19 minutes. Julius Randle had 10 points and 10 rebounds. Alfred Payton had 8 points, but also managed to get 4 steals. Bobby Portis had 8 points and 11 boards, but went 3 of 10 from the field. Kevin Knox had 7 points and 8 boards. Something to monitor going forward, Dennis Smith Jr. only played 11 minutes and went 0 of 3 from the field. The crowd was chanting, we want Frank, we want Frank, and Nilakina came in for just 18 seconds. In a game that the Cavs controlled for most of the way, John Bailen got his first win as an NBA coach. The Cavs pushed the Pacers record to 0-2 with a 110-99 victory. The Cavs were anchored by their front court. Tristan Thompson had 25 points and 13 boards as well as three blocks. Kevin Love was one assist shy of a triple-double, scoring 21 points, 13 rebounds, and nine assists. Cleveland's guards didn't have a bad day either, though. Colin Sexton had 18, and Darius Garland had 12. Jordan Clarkson came off the bench and had 15. Seti Osman, who just inked a four-year $31 million contract, didn't get the production that he wanted to. He 
He scored one point and had one rebound in 27 minutes. Matthew Delavadova also had a rough game, failing to score a point in 18 minutes, going 0-4 from the field. The Pacers had all five starters in double digits. Malcolm Brogdon leading the way with 30 points and 10 assists. Miles Turner had a double-double with 11 points and 11 boards. Sabonis had 14. TJ Warren had 12. On Saturday, the Toronto Raptors traveled to Chicago, where they took care of business against the Bulls, winning 108-84. The Raptors led by 26 at one point. Pascal Siakam is really seizing the opportunity with Kawhi and Danny Green gone. He led the way for the Raptors with 19 points and 6 boards in 28 minutes. OG Ananobi had 17 points and 6 boards on 11 shots. But he also had four blocks. Kyle Lowry had another strong game with 11 points, 7 rebounds, and 8 assists in 34 minutes. Van Fleet had 16 and 6 assists. Serge Ibaka came in off the bench and had 18 points and 7 boards in 20 minutes of action. The Bulls had actually cooled off a little bit from their nice win on Friday night. Wendell Carter Jr. had 12 points and 11 boards in 23 minutes. To put things in perspective, he was their leading scorer. Zach Levine was a little bit cooler, 11 points on 4 of 13 shooting. Colby White also cooled down, scoring just 8 points on 3 of 14 shooting. Laurie Markkinen had 9 points and 7 boards. In a high-scoring back-and-forth affair, the Houston Rockets actually outlasted the New Orleans Pelicans, winning 126-123. to The Houston Rockets withstood a great performance by Brandon Ingram, scoring 35 points and bringing in 15 rebounds. It really helps when you have a dynamic backcourt like the Rockets do. Russell Westbrook did not take long to get his first triple-double in a Rockets uniform, scoring 28 points, getting 10 rebounds, and 13 assists. Not to be outdone, James Harden had 29, 4 rebounds, and 5 assists, but wasn't the most efficient, taking 29 shots to get there and making just 8 of them. 2 of 18 from 3 is pretty rough, too, and he also had 8 turnovers. Capella and House Jr. each had 15, and P.J. Tucker had 16. In addition to Ingram, the Pelicans had some other standout performers as well. Lonzo Ball had 18 points and 10 assists, and Josh Hart got the start and had 23 points on 8 of 17 shooting. It wasn't fallen for J.J. Redick today, though. He had 14 points but took 16 shots and went 4 of 11 from 3. The Spurs welcomed the Washington Wizards to San Antonio for a Saturday night matchup better known as the Davis-Bertans revenge game. This game was back and forth, nobody having a lead bigger than 9 and 23 lead changes. Eventually, due to DeMar DeRozan's clutchness, the Spurs were able to pull out a 124-122 win. DeMar DeRozan had some real clutch baskets down the home stretch in this game, and all those buckets helped him get to 26 points. The leading scorer for the Spurs was LaMarcus Aldridge, who had 27 points and 9 boards. Jante Murray is starting to be a problem. He had 19 points and 10 boards and 4 assists, 2 steals, and a block in just 23 minutes of action because he's on a minute restriction as he recovers from his ACL injury. Forbes had 16, going 4 of 9 from 3. Rudy Gay also chipped in off the bench, getting 8 points and 9 rebounds. Like I said earlier, the Davis-Bertans revenge game. Bertans had 23 on 7 of 7 shooting. Five of those field goals were from beyond the arc. Beal had a strong showing, getting 25 points and 11 assists, but still hasn't shot with the efficiency I'm sure he would appreciate, going 8 of 25 from the field. Thomas Bryant had 10 points and 7 boards. Hachimura had 16 and 8. And Ish Smith had 19, 5 and 4 on 8 of 13 from the field. And Seattle native Isaiah Thomas had 16 points in 19 minutes of action. 
was good to see him out there balling again. I think it's safe to say that the Kings have officially stumbled out of the blocks this season, starting 0-3, and they took a whooping from the Jazz on Saturday night, 113-81 to being the final score. It was over early, though, and the Jazz didn't play anybody over 25 and a half minutes. Boyan Bogdanovic led the way for the Jazz, scoring 26, 10 of 18 from the field, and 5 of 9 from deep. Donovan Mitchell had 15, Conley had 12, Emmanuel Moutier came off the bench and had 10, and everybody on Utah's team got into the game. The leading scorer for the King was Dwayne Dedman, who had 11 points. I'm not sure what was going on with Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox, but they both had a pretty rough game. Heald only had 3 points on 1 of 7 shooting, De'Aaron Fox had 9 points and 5 assists. Both players played exactly 20 minutes. Trevor Ariza ended up scoreless again in just over 23 minutes. I knew the Clippers would eventually lose, but I did not think it was going to be against the Suns without Ricky Rubio, that's for sure. And on Saturday night, that happened. The Suns led the majority of the way as well. Devin Booker was on a roll, scoring 16 of his 30 points in the fourth quarter, and also getting a little chippy with old Pat Bev over there. He was 10 of 20 from the field, going 3 of 6 from beyond the arc. Kelly Oubre, who seems to be finding his stride, has 20 points, 5 boards, and 3 steals, all in 20 minutes. Dario Saric had his first strong game of the season, getting 15 points and 10 boards. Frank the Tank Kaminsky had another strong game, getting 18 points and 8 boards. For the Clippers, the bench mob carried them again, and maybe a little bit too much. Montrez Harrell led the way with 28 points and 7 boards on 9 of 10 shooting. Lou Williams, also anchoring that bench unit, had 23 points. And for the starters, Kawhi led the way with 27 points, 8 boards, and 10 assists on 11 of 23 shooting. And now we are on to Sunday. I know we're still in the heart of football season, but there's still a lot of hoops at time. And we shall start off Sunday with a walloping that no one saw coming. OKC truly put it on the Golden State Warriors. OKC led from end to end and had a lead as big as 42 points. OKC as a team shot 55% from the field and 47% from three. And the Warriors shot 15% from three. Dennis Schroeder came off the bench for OKC and had a strong showing, getting 22 points, 8 boards, and 6 assists in 25 minutes, and also went 9 of 13 from the field. Gallinari had a strong 21, and Gilgis Alexander had 19 points, 9 boards, and 4 assists in 29 minutes. Chris Paul only played 19 minutes, but had 10 points. Not surprisingly, OKC got to empty their bench where Justin Patton got some minutes. On the Warriors' side of things, Steph Curry had 23 on 7 of 18 shooting. Draymond Green had 10 points, 5 boards, and 2 assists, and 2 steals. Marquise Chris got the start on Sunday, which should be alarming if you were a Warriors fan. But he did have 10 points. D'Angelo Russell only had 6 points on 3 of 10 shooting in 22 minutes. The win pushes OKC's record to 1-2, while the Warriors are dealing with an 0-2 record. Tough start to the year for the Bay Area teams. As has been the trend so far this season, the Brooklyn Nets had a nail-biter that came down to it and eventually ended up going into overtime against the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies won on a Jay Crowder 3 as time expired, giving head coach Taylor Jenkins his first win of his NBA career. That game-winning 3 was half of Jay Crowder's points throughout the whole game, as he had six points in 37 minutes of action. Ja Morant had some real, oh, that's why he went second overall moments. He had 30 points and nine assists, including the game-winning assist when he, that he dropped off to Jay Crowder. He also went 13 of 22 from the field. 
He did have six turnovers, but that's going to happen. Shooting guard Dylan Brooks, who was hyped that the Ducks won yesterday, had 21. Alan Chunis had 16 points and 11 boards for another double-double. The vet, Solomon Hill, came in and had some strong moments, scoring 13 points and bringing in five boards. Kyle Anderson also provided some bench support with 13 points. Brooklyn was carried by their backcourt. Kyrie had 37 points, 7 boards, and 7 assists. It did take 27 shots to get there, but still pretty impressive. Karis Levert, on the other hand, had 27 on 11 of 22 shooting, 3 of 7 from deep. Brooklyn moved DeAndre Jordan into the starting lineup where he had 6 points and 12 rebounds. Jared Allen coming off the bench had 14 points and 13 boards. Spencer Dinwiddie had 16 off the bench as well. After this game, both teams are now 1-2. and two. In a battle of Western Conference foes, managed a 19-point comeback against the Dallas Mavericks, pulling out the victory 121-119. to CJ McCollum led the way for the Blazers, scoring 35 points in 40 minutes on 13 of 26 shooting. Dame had 28, scoring 26 of those 28 in the second half, which enabled the Blazers to come back from 19 down. Rodney Hood had a strong game, scoring 20 points and getting 6 boards on 8 of 12 shooting. Zach Collins had 10, but left the game due to a shoulder dislocation. For the Mavericks, Luka Doncic continues to make me look smart for using my first pick in my NBA Fantasy League on Doncic. He had 29 points, 12 boards, and 9 assists. Struggling from deep, though, going 2 of 11 from 3. Perzingis had 32 and 9 as well as two blocks on 11 of 23 shooting. Seth Curry had 12 off the bench, and Tim Hardaway Jr. had 11. Sadly, haven't seen J.J. Barea get any action this season, but I'm sure that time will come. The Blazers and Mavericks are both 2-1 after this game. On Sunday, there was a matchup of two unbeaten, and one of Minnesota or Miami was going to end up leaving there with an L. And it was looking like it could go either way until Andrew Wiggins, yes, you heard me right, Andrew Wiggins started going off in the fourth quarter. Wiggins made four three-pointers and scored 16 of his 25 points in the final six minutes to help push the Timberwolves to 3-0 and with the 116-109 victory. He had some help from Anthony Towns, who had 23 points and 11 boards. Jeff Teague also had a very strong game, scoring 21 and adding eight assists. Shabazz Napier is getting a lot of shots and had 12 points on 2-5 of five shooting, going 6-6 six of six from the line. For Miami... The undrafted rookie Kendrick Nunn led the way with 25 points on 9 of 17 shooting. Justice Winslow had another strong stat line with 20 points, 8 boards, and 6 assists. Drogic and Bam had 13 points apiece. Duncan Robinson, the Michigan guy, had 21 points. And the last game of Sunday was the Los Angeles Lakers hosting the Charlotte Hornets. Which, to be honest, was a bit of a dud, as the Lakers ended up running away with it, winning 120-101. to Leading the way for the Lakers was Anthony Davis, who had 29-14 and on 10-19 of 19 shooting, and also had three blocks. LeBron had a strong game with 20 points, 6 boards, and 12 assists. Dwight Howard, first double-double in a Lakers uniform since coming back. He had 16 points and 10 boards off the bench. And I can't forget that he had four blocks as well. Alex Caruso came in and had five points. KCP finished with 10 points after he ended his 0-for-11 start to the season. Miles Bridges scored 23 for Charlotte, while also taking on the responsibility of guarding LeBron. Cody Zeller had 19 points and 14 boards, with 3 steals and 3 blocks. Scary Terry had 19 points and 6 boards. Devontae Graham finally cooled off after a strong start to the season with 9 points, but was 1-of-13 from the field. Malik Monk 
starting to get a little scary. In 14 minutes of action, he had no points, no rebounds, one assist, and one steal, and took four shots. The win moves the Lakers to 2-1, and one, and the Hornets are now 1-2. and two. Well, that's it, gang. That's pretty much all I've got. That was That was three full days of hoops wrapped up in a half hour. So thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Peace.